Okay. Well, let's start with an invocation. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. 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 The last time I was here was what, two weeks ago or three weeks ago? Three already. Three. Four weeks. Huh? July 10th. July 10th. Wow, okay. Time is flying by. <laughs> so at that time, what was our topic? Um, why, listen to why listen to Krishna? Very good, thank you. So now, I thought we'll shift and have a slightly different question, namely, how to ask Krishna a question. <laughs> uh, and this is um, something we may all be wondering how to ask Krishna a question, especially we may be wondering whether Krishna will give us an answer. Uh, yeah, that's, that's the first question, right? <laughs> will Krishna give me an answer if I ask him a question? Uh, yeah, of course there's another question that comes, is there Krishna? Does Krishna exist? To which I will just say briefly, it is not unreasonable to accept that Krishna exists, but his existence is not the same sort of existence as anything where we are familiar with. Okay, that's, I won't go into that. Um, but uh, we're reading Bhagavad Gita and in Bhagavad Gita we have Krishna speaking with Arjuna and Arjuna is asking questions to Krishna and so I thought well what if we look at some of the questions that, that Arjuna asks to Krishna I mentioned that this will be my subject. I mentioned Prahlad Swami asked me, so what's your topic? And I said, we'll talk about the questions of Arjuna to Krishna. And he said, oh, are you going to give any of the answers? <laughs> I said, no, no, that's for the next time. <laughs> you have to wait. We keep you in suspense. Or we urge you to read Krishna's answers. It's all there in Bhagavad Gita. Okay, so um, we have prepared this time uh, the slides and with the help of Sharada Tilaka, Devi Dasi, we got this time 
also not just the Sanskrit and the English, but also the beautiful Slovenian language translation. So this will keep you awake. So let's begin. Uh, okay, there. Let's begin in the beginning of the near the beginning of the second chapter. Uh, we can chant together uh, the Sanskrit. Those of you who would like to, we don't. We don't have the. Some of you will perhaps be concerned. Where are the diacritic marks? Well, we don't have, but that's okay. <clears throat> Some of the Sanskritists amongst us will be concerned. Okay, here we go. Arjuna uvacha katam bishmam mahangsanke dronam cha madusudana Ishubi pratyotsyami pujarhav arisudana. And uh, the translation in Slovenian. Who wants to read? Maybe I should read. No, I said I don't speak. I could try. Should I try? Yes. <clears throat> Arjuna je rekal o obijalec sovražnikov. O Krishna, kisi ubil demona madu, maduha, maduya, maduya, kako ne se vbitki puščicami, puščicami, zoperstavim možem, kot sta bišma in drona, Kista vredna mojega chaschenya. <laughs> wow, it's you're an easy crowd to please. <laughs> All right. Um, in English, we would say, Arjun said, O Madhusudan. How can I shoot arrows in battle on men like Bhishma and Dronacharya, who are worthy of my worship, O destroyer of enemies? Well, um, now I have to wonder, mm, this doesn't seem quite to be, um, let's see, yeah, this is not quite Prabhupada's translation, this app that you used, I think, maybe from some other source next time. You can use Vedabase. It's online. It's very good. But, okay. Um, now, this question, w w the circumstance of the question, most of you are very familiar with, um, that Arjuna is on this battlefield before the battle begins, and he is known as a great hero, a powerful warrior, uh, the battle has uh, been brewing. It's been uh, coming finally uh, after long, long conflict within a family. It's, uh, it's going to be a fratricidal war. It's a very terrible war described in great detail in the Mahabharata, of which the, Maha the Bhagavad Gita 
is a kind of interlude. It's a very small section within uh, the uh, sixth parvan, I believe. And before the battle, um, Arjun loses his nerve. And he loses nerve because he sees, he already knew, but he sees now in front of him uh, the warriors about to fight. And he sees, in, they're including um, the, the two that are mentioned here, Bhishma and Drona. Drona was his um, military teacher. And uh, he had great respect for Drona. Um, he had similar respect for Bhishma, who was like a grandfather. He was raising him together with his brothers uh, from childhood, in effect. And in effect, it was Bhishma who was protecting the Pandavas uh, all their lives in so many ways. And now he's faced with the prospect of fighting against those he honors most. And therefore he's asking this question. Now, in the previous chapter, Arjuna has already asked, um, he's, he's um, raised questions uh, and he's made arguments against his own involvement in the fight. And, but the questions that he raises, including this one, are what would be called rhetorical questions. Rhetorical question is not a question that you're exactly looking for an answer to, but it's more you're making an argument. <laughs> so he is saying uh, to Krishna with with the question, how how can we, how can I shoot arrows against Bhishma and uh, and Drona? The answer, I can't. It's not. It, there's no question of doing such a thing. It's out of the question. In effect, is what he's saying. So we're starting this discussion about questions for Krishna by taking a question which is an argument against a possibility, against uh, this option of fighting. In effect, Arjuna is saying, there's no question of fighting against, for example, these great um, most honored persons. So he's going to go on in a similar tone um, he's going to, in effect, again, rhetorically say why it doesn't make any sense. But then he's going to um, take a step in which he's going to say, okay, uh, that's what I say, that it's out of the question, but now I want to hear what you say. <laughs> I want to hear what you, Krishna, say. Now this is very critical. We uh, we had this verse almost four weeks ago, um, and so I didn't put it here this time. But karpanya dosho apahata svabhava prichami tong dharma samudacheta yatshreyasyan 
Nishchitam bruhi tanme, tell me definitely uh, what I should do, what is the best, Shreya. Shishyaste, now I'm your student. So now he's making a big, he's making a giant step. And we may want to say this is the whole key to asking Krishna questions. Krishna's not going to answer our questions unless and until we put ourselves in a position similar to that of Arjuna. Until we submit ourselves, until we say, okay, now I'm confused. <laughs> now I need help. It's hard for us to admit that sometimes, isn't it? Why? Because we want to say, you know, I'm tough, I can do it all myself, <laughs> I know everything, I'll figure it out myself, I'll, I'll get it all worked out uh, myself. <clears throat> uh, as John Wayne, the American hero actor said, I did it my way. No, not John Wayne, sorry. Frank Sinatra, yeah, the singer. I did it my way, you know. Um, so we have to... It's a nice reflection to uh, consider how Arjuna is putting himself um, before Krishna to ask questions. So that's what he's doing when he says, Shishyasteham, now I'm your student. Um, and prapannam, uh, I am surrendered. I am taking your shelter. Okay. Um, now I want to jump to another question. As I said, we're not giving Krishna's answers here. Um, this is later in the same chapter. Should I try this one? Yes. Yes. Yeah? No, now it's just going to be a comedy if I do. Uh, okay, one more. Arjuna Yerekal. O Krishna, Kakshne, so lasnosti chloveka chigar zavest ye tako prajeta z transcendent so o chem govori in kakose israja kako sedi in kako hodi kako sedi sedi Ikako Hodi. Yeah. Ah. Ah. <clears throat> okay, now this is, actually this is four questions in one. <laughs> Arjuna got lots of questions in on this one. Arjuna said, O oh Krishna, what are the symptoms of one whose consciousness is thus merged in transcendence? How does he speak and what is his language? How does he sit and how does he walk? Okay, now, after having heard from Krishna about the difference between spirit and matter, 
about um, buddhi yoga, how it's important if one wants to understand difference between spirit and matter to take up a practice of yoga. Uh, this practice involves samatvam. Uh, what is samatvam? It means equanimity, seeing uh, what is um, normally seen as dualities, seeing them uh, as equal in some sense, happiness, distress, fame, and infamy especially are considered, and so on. So like that, he's um, given uh, some basic introduction, and he's also mentioned just before this, Krishna has just mentioned before this, that a person who is situated in yoga mm, is... Mm, he knows what is what to that extent that he or she um, is not confused, is not bewildered by many statements of shruti, uh, of, of scriptures. Uh, devotees are persons who like to uh, take guidance from scripture, but scripture can also be confusing because it seems to say a lot of different things. And uh, our, our, sorry, Krishna says, someone who's really doing yoga is not going to be confused. So then Arjuna is asking this question. And it's interesting because he is um, asking in a sense for what now we might call empirical evidence. Okay, we can talk theoretically about yoga, somebody's doing yoga, that's nice, but I want to know, I want to recognize somebody who's, the we say in English, the real deal. <laughs> Someone who is uh, actually accomplished. The word used is stita pragya, pragya. Stita pragyasya kabhasa. So pragnya, the word uh, pragnya, the word gya means no, knowing, knowledge, and pragya means really knowing, has that sense, but it has a sense of also knowing intuitively. Do you know the word intuitive? Intuitive, you say? Huh? Intuitive. Intuitive. Huh? Intuitive. So, uh, all of those. But stita pragya, someone who is standing, who is fixed, who is really there all the time. Not just... Sometimes you read in books about yoga and uh, they, may, they may talk about meditation and they'll say something like, yeah, if you can stay in meditation for, in samadhi for one minute, you're doing good, you know. You have your, your, your clock and you're timing yourself. <laughs> one minute, oh, five more seconds to go. 
that's uh, no sthita vragyasa and samadhi stasya samadhi sta fixed in samadhi sthita d d means um awake it means intelligent it means sober not intoxicated <laughs> like that uh so someone who is uh very fixed in intelligence. How do I recognize such a person? And then Krishna is going to answer this question in the remaining verses of chapter 2. That's a tip if you want to um, if you want to study chapter 2 Bhagavad Gita um, from verse 54 to verse 72 you're getting a little lesson in what it would mean to be what Arjuna is asking here. All right, I don't see that anyone's particularly excited about that information. <laughs> so maybe we move on from there um, to see what else Arjuna asks. Um, and you may not relate to this question because you may think, well, um, whether or not I can recognize such a person may not be critical for my life. Um, my life, I'm just struggling to, um, to manage my life. I'm struggling now with, um, now there's so much inflation I also here in Slovenia, isn't it? Inflation, things cost more money. So maybe our first question is, Krishna, how am I going to pay my bills? Um, hmm. That may not be the right question for Krishna, but uh, it's understandable and Krishna is aware of the problem. But a better question might be, Krishna, how can I situate myself in such a way that whether there's inflation or deflation or noflation, I will always remember you. I will always uh, be in your shelter. Um, that sort of question would be, uh, would be good. Um, okay, so we've had one rhetorical question in which Arjuna is basically saying there's no question that I can do this. But he's opened himself now by approaching Krishna as his student, his shishya. And Krishna has then, we didn't mention this before, but Krishna begins his instruction to Arjuna by essentially saying, Arjuna, you are a fool. You are a fool because you are speaking very learned words, but you don't even know the difference between spirit and matter. So, all right, I'm going to teach you. And so he gives that basic lesson. Komaram yovanam jara tata dehantara praptir. Dira statra namuyati, the dira, 
Um, the one who is sober, the one who's not disturbed, is not going to be disturbed even at the time of death. Because he or she knows, I'm just passing on to another life. So after that instruction and, and more about practice of yoga, Arjuna is now saying, okay, yoga, great. How do I get, how do I know somebody is a yogi? Implied in this question is also, how do I know who is not a yogi? And therefore, who can I, uh, whose example can I follow and whose example should I not follow? So he's suggesting here that he wants to, he, he would like Krishna to help him discriminate discriminate between persons who are uh, actually doing what Krishna is teaching and those who might be saying they're doing, but maybe they're not actually doing. So that distinction is there. Again, I'm not going to answer, I'm not going to give Krishna's answer. You have to either wait for the next lecture or Read Bhagavad Gita. <laughs> How many of you have read Bhagavad Gita? Very good. How many of you have read it twice? Very good. Three times. Less and less. I won't go from there. <laughs> yes, we can always read Bhagavad Gita and always be illuminated by Krishna's teachings. Now it could be, of course, that um, we can say, well, to the question how to ask Krishna a question, the answer is, I don't really need to know how to ask Krishna a question because all the good questions have already been asked. Arjuna asked all the good questions. And if he didn't ask all the good questions. Then, in the Bhagavatam, we have lots of good questions from Maharaj Parikshit uh, to Shuka, Shukadeva, Shukadeva Goswami. So I don't have to know what are good questions or bad questions. Um, I don't have to ask any questions, we may say. Ah, uh, no, that would be wrong to think like that. I'm going to move, I'm going to jump now to, um, oops, where is it? Oh, maybe it's not here. There it is. This is not a question. This is about, this is Krishna telling us that we should ask questions. Okay, all of us together with the Sanskrit. Tatvidhi pranipatena pariprasnena sevaya upadekshanti te jnanam jnaninas tatvadarshinaha. Okay, now let's get a proper uh, recitation of the uh, Slovensky translation. Who wants to, who wants to read? 
Lila. Louder. <laughs> Should we do it again? Yes, one more. You did it so well, you can do it again. Poskusi izvedeti resnico tako, da se predaš duhovnemu učitelju. Ponižno mu postavljaju vprašanja in mu služi. Samo spoznane duše ti lahko posredujejo znanje, ker so videle resnico. Bravo! <laughs> that was easy for you. All right, just try to learn the truth by approaching a spiritual master, inquire from him uh, submissively and render service unto him, the self-realized soul can impart knowledge unto you because he or they, it's actually in plural in the Sanskrit, have seen the truth. So that's the little formula, uh, which is a kind of expansion, if you like, um, of going back to chapter two, when Arjuna was saying, shishyaste hum, be my, please be my, uh, I am your student and you are my teacher. So now, how to be a good student? This is giving the formula with three elements. And the first element is for many people the most difficult. Tatvidhi pranipatena, as boy George put it, bow down, mister. <laughs> How do you say that in Slovenian? One, I can only, one person, if you all say it, it sounds like <laughs> Preklonice. It doesn't work like bow down mister in the song. <laughs> preklonice, preklonice. Is that right? Okay. Yeah, so that's a tough one for many people. Um, but it's essential, Krishna says. First step is to recognize that, you know, who are we? If we're going to the guru uh, with some pride where we think we know more than he or she does, uh, then we're in trouble. Sometimes I tell about one professor I had. Uh, he was a very nice gentleman, very learned about Indian religions. And he uh, was teaching a course, a survey course, on uh, yoga traditions of India. And I think I was the only student in his class who had the slightest clue what he was talking about. <laughs> the other students were fairly clueless. But w one day he was talking about gurus and he said, I don't like gurus. What is this? And then he gave his little story about why he doesn't like gurus. And it was a silly story. He said that he met one guru in India 
And after the guru gave uh, his talk, he, the professor, asked him a question. And the, the guru could immediately understand from the style of the question that this professor was trying to show off and was trying to make the guru look foolish. He immediately understood that. And so he said, oh, you're, you want to challenge. And that was enough for this professor to decide that he does not like gurus. Now, does that sound scientific? No, it's completely unscientific. But this professor was about to retire, so he didn't care about whether he said something scientific or not. Alas. Hare Krishna. So, tatvidhi pranipatena. And now, here comes the point, which goes with today's class. Everybody can get ready. Pari prashnena sevaya. Please repeat. Pari prashnena sevaya. Actually, I said too much. It's Pari Prashnena. Yes. Uh, actually, it's Pari Prashna, but with a grammatical ending for the context, it becomes Pari Prashnena. Prashna, you know this word. Yeah. In, in Slovenian? Prasha? Prashane. There you go. You're halfway there. You can speak directly with Krishna in Slovenian. He'll understand every word. So, so, huh? Yes, pranipat. Ni, ni means down. Nipat uh, means down, flat, falling. And pranipat means all the way, not just, you know, sometimes we sort of, uh, we touch our, our hand to the floor and touch our head. <laughs> that's one way of, that's not pranipat. <laughs> so, <clears throat> pariprasna, the pari part, the <laughs> This pari means around, and it also means thorough, so thoroughly asking. It means we, we go on asking questions. Uh, you go on asking questions. That's the process. And if we think, no, I, I already know, I've already asked all the questions I have, then we have to ask ourselves, do I really know? Do I really understand? Uh, do I really understand? Have I really grasped? Uh, what is this Krishna consciousness? And then the third part of the formula, you all know, sevaya. Again, this is a grammatical adjustment for the context. Uh, otherwise, the word is seva. Seva, seva, with a long A. So this seva means service, but it's service, there's an expression in English, service with a smile. 
<laughs> but it's more than that. It's being attentively a servant. Um, there are different kinds of disciples. Remember, Arjuna says, I'm your disciple, Shishya. There are different kinds of disciples. There's the Guru Sevi. That's a, a disciple who is intent on serving the Guru. There's the Guru Bogi. Guess what that is? That's the disciple who wants to enjoy the Guru, wants to, you know, find ways of enjoying um, being the disciple of the Guru or whatever. There's, um, there's the Guru Tyagi. That's the disciple who gives up the Guru. And there's the Guru Drohi the disciple who criticizes the guru. Which of these four do you think is preferred? <laughs> Pretty obvious, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, so Krishna is saying here, there's a little, little formula. Um, obeisance, questioning, and service. Now, my tip for the day is we can think about this with respect to every sort of question that comes into our minds, also in relation to our ordinary life. We wake up in the morning, what am I going to do today? <laughs> oh, Krishna, tell me what I should do today. <laughs> Well, okay, step one, offer obeisance. <laughs> That's anyway part of the routine of a devotee who uh, is practicing uh, sadhana bhakti, devotion, devotional yoga, getting up, offering obeisance to the guru, offering obeisance to Krishna. Yes, even before bathing. Yeah. Um, and then... Then there's the question, and then there's the service. And it's a package. And they all go together. And when we get that package spirit, that spirit of a package of submission, questioning, service, then we start putting ourselves in that position where we can start asking the right questions that Krishna will answer. But now comes the warning. Don't expect that Krishna will answer you the way you expect. <laughs> Krishna just might surprise you. In fact, it's more likely that he's going to surprise you than not. <clears throat> So don't, don't think I'm asking, I, it's often the case, and this also happens a lot, uh, we hear this a lot, uh, the disciple asks the guru, Guru Maharaj, what is your opinion about X, Y, or Z? What is your opinion? It's not about asking, you know, submissively, what should I do? Or what is, 
what is uh, the 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 teaching and what is the higher understanding no what is your opinion oh that's your opinion well let me go see what this other person's opinion is i'll take a few opinions maybe i'll accept your opinion but i'll let you know later <laughs> no that is not the guru disciple relation what is your opinion it's of course now in 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 modern especially western culture that's what it's become very much yeah well i have yes you guru Maharaj, you have your opinion i have my opinion <laughs> that is not the the way it works that's my opinion actually <laughs> krishna <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> sometimes in in bhagavad gita krishna says to arjuna this is my opinion he actually says that so you could argue against what i just said and said but krishna says it's my opinion yes uh, what is it ye ye me matam and uh, this is my opinion uh okay shishi panchatatva ki jai i think i should stop there there are many more questions that uh krishna that arjuna asked krishna in bhagavad gita well many there's a few more and they're very what i want to suggest as you're again reading bhagavad gita is be more aware of the quiz questions that arjuna asks and see how krishna is answering those questions he's responding it's a dialogue he's answering those questions and by um tuning in to that dialogical dynamic uh we start to listen in a similar way that arjuna is listening to what krishna says so it, as we were discussing last time uh why listen to krishna well one reason could be because uh the questions that krishna that arjuna asks are really good questions and the answers to those questions are really good too hari krishna now i'm going to embarrass myself by asking are there any questions and what's going to happen is nobody's going to have a question which could be embarrassing no um you have a comment a question a question okay <laughs> hare krishna um how to understand so called uh silence of god uh, or does it even exist or we just have that kind of perception the so called silence of god um god can be silent when uh when queen kunti offered prayers to krishna after offering so many wonderful prayers krishna didn't say anything 
he was silent. After Lord Brahma asked questions, sorry, he didn't ask questions, what am I saying? He offered prayers uh, to Krishna, Krishna was silent. So sometimes uh, the Lord can be silent. Um, but it can also be the case that the Lord is communicating us, to us in a very loud voice, which we don't hear, <laughs> because we're not listening. Um, and so one of the skills uh, of God consciousness, of we call it Krishna consciousness, is becoming sensitized uh, to Krishna's, Krishna's words. And one way that we become sensitized, a very important way, is that we can hear uh, Shastra, we can read Shastra, because Krishna is speaking. We can hear, um, if we're sensitive, we can hear Krishna speaking to us through Shastra. We can, many devotees will uh, attest that sometimes they've had an issue, some problem, what to do, what to do, what to say, how to act, uh, and then they will randomly open Bhagavad Gita and read a verse and a purport, and they'll say, that was it. That's exactly what I needed to hear. Krishna can speak to us in so many different ways. He can speak, he especially speaks through his devotees. Um, and he can speak through per, all sorts, anybody, anyone. Um, there are many stories of devotees who have had that experience, that someone told them something, maybe scolded them some way, and they understood, oh, that's Krishna. Krishna is telling me something. Um, so, yes, the Lord can be silent. But then what is the message of that silence that we may want to reflect on? And when he's not being, when he is being silent, he is still speaking through his words in Shastra, which is communicated to us uh, through Srila Vyasadeva and so on. So I would say, don't worry. Uh, <laughs> God may, the Lord may seem to be silent, but uh, he, he can speak in so many ways. Sometimes a devotee will come to me and say, Oh, Swamiji, I'm having so much trouble. Everywhere I look, everything I do, it's wrong. Everything happening to me is it's not working out. What should I do? What should I do? What should I do? And I have a kind of standard suggestion, and that is take Bhagavad Gita and find three statements in Bhagavad Gita that address you. It may be verses, it may be in a purport, 
maybe a combination. But find three messages to your, that you feel in some way resonates with you. And it seems to always work. Devotees come back to me and say, Swamiji, it worked. <laughs> now it's clear what to do. So um, that's my little tip for today, for today's Sunday feast program. Practical tip. Is that okay? <laughs> All right. I think now is going on RT, isn't it? It is going on very silently. Krishna is appearing silent on the altar. Panchatattva, all five forms are silently uh, receiving RT. But maybe we should not so silently um, sing for Krishna. Silently sing? No. That doesn't work. Let's sing loudly for Krishna, shall we? <laughs> what do you think? Yes. yes, okay. Thank you all for your kind and patient atten uh, attention and for tolerating my attempts at Slovenian pronunciation. And uh, yes, all the best for you for this coming week. Srila Prabhupada ki jai. Ananta Koti Vaishnava Vrinda Ki Jai Shishi Panchatattva Ki Jai Gaur Premanande Hare Krishna Hare Krishna Shukra Maharaj Hare Krishna